yo, so when are you actually planning to start touring, man? When where am I gonna see you in the city near you? Um, I think we're looking at like getting my visa sorted for like starting summer type thing. So hopefully by then. Fingers crossed if all goes well. Are you gonna be by yourself or are you touring with someone else? Are you gonna be part of something? Like can't oh, say yeah. much. We got to sort the visa still right this second. So like there's no locked in plans yet. We're just working on getting that going, but I'm just excited to get back over there. Yo, and, and let me ask you, like, when is it that you actually started having your own representatives, you know, because you said that, it, you know, everything like basically took off like right, you know, during Cymatics era. That's when you actually started uh, getting represented or you had it before? Yeah, I guess I linked up with an agent and manager like properly. I guess it probably would have been 2018. Yeah, 2018-ish, 20, I think, is when that started happening. And that's when I started like touring in the States like more heavily and stuff. So, uh, yeah, four years ago now. I, so I've been doing it for like a while since then, too. Touring or, or producing overall? Like I had been just like in the in the scene in the game for a while, like doing this shit for like six years or something before I like linked up with a team that was actually like good. And what what was the like the first thing that you actually started? Like what started off for you to to go ahead with that? Was it just dubstep or were there was something else that you started off? Yeah, I was strictly doing dubstep okay. the entire time. That was the only thing I made ever, <laughs> always. That's pretty dope, and then and then just yeah. evolve into to what what you're doing right now, which is like I've seen that you now you have a like a huge more variety of music, which is pretty dope. Especially the last song that you just released, which is like completely something different that I've ever heard from you. Hell yeah! Uh, I mean, yeah. So it was like right at the start of the pandemic, I guess. Um, I just started head like. I mean, I've been doing this for like so long, the exact same thing over and over again, which was like making a dubstep song and then like maybe it would do well, maybe it wouldn't kind of thing. Um, I just got like so bored with it. So I just started at first, I just started like me and my homie Konis started like doing like hip hop vocals on all of our own tracks. And then I eventually just started doing like some hip hop tracks by myself and mm. then like I started doing a lot more melodic shit. And so like now I'd be making like a lot of hyper pop and like I've been doing like just some kind of almost like straight poppy kind of songs. Like this last song I just put out Getaway. I feel like pop punk type yeah. shit or like mixed with bass music because like we had use on the production. So it was like I'm just like and I still be making like just straight dubstep songs. Um, I got like an EP at the end of the month coming out. That we just <laughs> nothing they're just it's like fine. my older shit kind of so a lot of kids would be happy about that because yeah. like it's i find that like dubstep is like a lot of dubstep fans are like very very like they love this shit so much like they live breathe sleep this shit um which is incredible it's great but a lot of the time those kids also are not the most open-minded on the mm. internet and shit yeah, and, like, and I don't see it with my own. Well, I mean, I did with my own shit when I really started up and like dropping some shit that was completely different. Like I saw like my numbers still like the amount of like followers I lost and shit was like what? just because when I did drop that shit, they like were like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I'm out. 
rather than just like wait i'll still be putting out some dubstep shit but like so a lot of kids really don't fuck with things that are not necessarily just dubstep mm. which i get like that's all cool do your do your thing but like and i also see that like i'm just on so many other artists like sound clouds and shit like these kids are ruthless like yeah. or they love it so much or they just like fucking hate it like like they won't just scroll past it type shit like they finna let you know like i like this is the worst shit ever like go back to doing oh your own oh my god like, kids are like i see it everywhere kids are just like i mean i see it mostly in the bass music scene because that's what i'm in like yeah. all my social shit are very much tailored around that but like yeah man kids like I, I mean i don't even know why i keep saying kids it's like, well there are kids to us at least at least yeah i mean i'm old as fuck but all these grown-ass adults just on the internet like they just be ruthless with if they don't like if they don't like shit whether it be my song or someone's i don't know outfit pick or their yeah. dj twitter video or i mean shit's just crazy out there so Yeah, I stopped paying attention to the comments overall. I really do not give a shit. That was my, my first mistake when, oof, back in 2012, when, you know, I got myself heated with somebody, with a fake-ass DJ from back home. I really, really let it loose. And it kind of, it backfired me because a lot, a lot of people that are, that was about to link up and do some wonderful shit, they backed down because of that. You know, shit. Oh, that was, was yeah, and I was, I was like, damn. So these are like the consequences. Like, all right. After that, I was like, I ignore every shit. Like, even though I see that sometimes I see the haters because they're the loudest, I just ignore it. I just go like, thumbs up, guys. Yeah, because hey, your biggest hater is your biggest fan. People, people make sense to me at all. <laughs> People say like, what the fuck? My biggest hater fucking sucks. I hate that guy. Be, I, be, I, hear me out. Hear me out. People say like, the fuck is wrong with you, Wilson? Stop talking conspiracy theory shit. I'm like, hear me out. Hear me out. So you got your biggest hater commenting every single post or every single song of yours. Say that it sucks, that you suck and whatever. Little do they know that it's only improving your stats even more. Because it, two things. One, it improves your stats because every comment counts. Whether it's good or bad, it counts in, in your resume with your song or whatever. It counts. And every time they listen to it, it counts. So statistically, they're listening and coming on your shit. They're interacting, which is helping the algorithm to put more shit on that person and everyone else who associates with that person. Ah, people don't know about this in technology, but I'm in this world, so I know how shit works. The second thing is, this is the most crucial. And you're, you're going to be like, oh, okay. Why I say that your biggest hater is your biggest fan? Why is it that he takes his time and energy to come into your shit and post and comment? Why? If he really hates you as he says he does, He would have let you, he would have just like block you and not, and not say anything about you or just like ignore you completely because that's how you normally hurt an artist. 
when you become irrelevant in a, in a way, like you're nothing, you know? But if they're constantly commenting and saying shit and they're always on point on every song, on everything, are you really a hater of mine? Because you're taking your sweet time to say how much you, you don't like my song, but you're like, you took your time to listen to my song. You could I feel like they still, still hate her. They just bored as fuck. Well, I, I, obviously, I, I, they're 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 just a bunch of crybabies. You know, they're they're stuck in the uh, mommy's basement and shit, and sucking on on, her, on mommy's titties and shit. Like, absolutely. But they're literally taking their energy and their time to pay attention to you. I mean, they yeah, they people just be bored on the internet. Uh, really. They they be bored, but you know. They could be bored with like, I'm, I don't want to pay attention to you. It's like, now nah, I'll scroll you over. Fuck you, you know, or block you. They could just easily block you. If they really hate your music and they really do not want to listen to it, just block. Unfollow. You're never going to see you ever again. So why is it that you keep coming back to me? Yeah, people, people just be on that shit. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a love hate relationship. And for but it, for us, it's just more of a all right. It's just a, it's just a number. It's it just so happened that that number happens to be the loudest, you know. And it should and it's the one that's affecting us, which it shouldn't be affecting us. It, it, we should be like we should never like outweigh the hate with all the good love that we receive, you know. But sometimes we 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 think about that stuff you know but but it's it's not easy i tell you it, it took me a while now i just embrace it i just like all right you're you're not you're not literally stopping me for not doing what i love to do you know like you know what i say like i'm still making music i'm still podcasting i'm still playing Yu-Gi-Oh. i'm still you know doing everything that i love you're not stopping me just because you don't like me it's like nah bro I'm 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 keep it going, you know. I keep I keep it going until you get yourself bored. Even until you get more bored about me. <laughs> That's real. Get real for that. Get real for that, bro. And um, dude, like I I I, I have to ask, did you actually dick out of backlash from the song that you just released? No, no, this one's been chill. I mean, for the most part, definitely just like when I first had started dropping a bunch of. Like different styles. There's definitely mm -hmm. a lot of kids that were like, "Hey, yo, what the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> Which I mean, like, fair enough. But obviously, that like, obviously, it it never feels good when you see that shit. But nah, it's what it is. It's just, it's just, yeah. You a just lot of people. You like, just you learn know, to yeah, get. You just learn to ignore it. You you learn to ignore it because you're gonna see them. But you learn like, don't let that shit get into your head. You know, like, don't let it ruin the day. Just be. Excuse me, just because one dumbass says like, ah, oh, you have no artistic art. I'm like, okay, go ahead and do it yourself. I'm waiting. You can go ahead yeah. and start, you know? Um, yeah. But it's, but that's, that, but that's well for me to hear that we're still battling with that shit. I thought we moved past that. I thought we moved past the point in which it's no longer a taboo for a bass producer to explore other shit and do other shit, you know? I thought we left that when when the whole getter terror rate shit happened, you know? Because I'm seeing a lot of bass producers who are dabbling into the housing or exploring other genres. 
Yeah, and I get it. I mean, like, I definitely did start like dropping a bunch, like, from a strictly dubstep producer to producer to start dropping like like hip hop songs and like other weird like songs. Like, I get it. It's like completely completely different. So, I mean, like, as surprised as I was, like, I wasn't overly surprised. So, I mean, like, I get it. But I mean, I mean, did we throw this much it. hate? When Skrillets did his switcheroo to what? Which switch he do? I mean, we all know Skrillets started with the whole dubstep thing, and then he started switching out to little, little Mumbai, little festival trap, and then oh, yeah. switching to house and the Jack U experiment, and now he's all pure house and no dubstep. Like, like, did we really hate Skrillets for all his entire trajectory when he was doing all those switches? There was definitely a time where, I mean, kids were really starting to be like, yo, what the fuck? Drop some more dubstep. Mm. He's definitely like kind of getting shit on for a little bit when he started switching up. But then I think people just actually started listening to his songs as just songs rather than like this expectation of like, mm. yo, where's Scary Monsters again? Like mm. the exact same thing. But I mean, his shit was always just so consistently good. I don't remember that time frame being like overly long because also like, but also like I was looking at it from the dubstep scene. So, mm. I mean, as much as the dubstep kids were getting pissed off, like Skrillex was getting fans from like everywhere else musically because like he's making records. Yeah. Jack, you stuff is just like Beavers, the biggest thing in the you world know. at the time. Like, so, I mean, Skrillex to go for real. No, straight up, man. And And when he goes hard, he goes hard, man. I, I was so happy that I met that guy three times in my lifetime. I thought I'm never gonna meet him. And I and he's smaller than you think. He's oh yeah, he's tiny. I met him too. I met him in like 2011. Damn, that's what's up. Yeah, he's tiny. He tiny. What were your expectations when you met Squirtus for the first time? Uh I mean, I've like never really been like the type to kind of be starstruck or like freaked out when I met anyone. But mm. I mean, just from what I'd seen from in the, on the internet, he's met him and I was, yeah, I just would have been 18 at the time, but he was just super nice, super chill, really nice dude. He played, uh, I seen him that night at like the big venues on the mothership tour. Oof. It was like him and 12th planet. Oof. This was right, right when like, Ooh. He was touring Scary Monsters and Nice Sprite still. Right. Um, yeah. So, like, that was like right when he was just fully doing, like, I think it was like his first tour. Um, and then at the after party, it was like this tiny venue, 12th Planet. And it was just like, it was wild for me to be 18. And I was like, shit. <laughs> oh, crazy. But I didn't really have much expectation of meeting him, chill guy, for that, you know, 60 seconds or something. Yeah. I mean, do you actually have like any sort of like like heroes or people that you look up in the industry that inspire you to do what you're doing, man? Um, not really, honestly. I don't really have like a. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of people that I just look up to in a million different ways, and like a lot of people that I respect for like a million different reasons. Um, I never really had like a one single kind of like. I won't be like that guy type thing. I basically like respect anyone who's like doing some shit that they love and yeah. they're not fucking with anyone's shit and that they look 
out for their people. Like I respect, I respect anybody, whether it's directly in music mm. or outside. He's doing that, but like, I mean, I look up to like, I mean, not even just artists, like really. So I don't really have like names off the top of my head. I I could definitely give you like at least my free that make me start dubstep and or bass overall. Skrillex is definitely one of them. I cannot put you which one's like the number one. Like it's just these free. It's Skrillex, Zomboy, and Rob Swire from Knife Party and Pendulum. Yeah, those are those are good answers. When did you start making music? Like dubstep. Dubstep or music? Dubstep. What year did you start like listening to that and make so I've been listening to dubstep. I guess like who who are the first dubstep artists that you heard? Like the first three. Oh yeah, the, the uh, Skrillex and Zomboy were my first dubstep artists. Afterwards, I found out Pendulum. Oh, man, you came in late, then. Holy shit! No, no, I I came late in the party. That's for sure. It was like around 2010, 2011 is what I actually you know got myself involved with bass overall because. I was always uh my first my first music or first EDM track was Tiesto's Adagio of for strings. That was my first song and that was like back in 20 2006. Yeah. Back in 2006 I was still in high school at that time. That was the first time and I was introduced to Trance, Armin, Paul Oakenfold, Paul Van Dyke, Carl Cox, um Ferry Corsten, yeah, like Armin Van Buren. Tiesto on his trans days, like that was that's that, that that was my first open to EDM, and then afterwards, um, as the year goes, I started listening to Dead Mouse. I fought with Dead Mouse a lot, and his style of music was completely different. And then David Guetta came about, so I got hooked up with the whole mainstream bug house music. Avicii, my God, rest in peace to that legend. I love Avicii. He was literally. He was born the same year I was born. He was, he was my age. And it was around that time that I was listening to Avicii that, yeah, Skrillex came about because Skrillex did the, uh, the, the labels remits. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And that just like blew my mind away, bro. After, after that, I found out about Zomboy. Found out about Never Say Die. Then I found out about the dark dubstep days when it was just, you know, Edition, the Datsig. Um, who who else did, did I fear, found out back then? You know, I, I remember that I went to EDC Puerto Rico and there was like all these people were in the lineup. There was like Moby was in the lineup, Pendulum. It was the first time I heard Pendulum and that was when they released their immersion album, which masterpiece to me. And that's where I heard Andy C at Cision. That's sick. 12 Planet came about in Puerto Rico. Infected Mushroom. Dirty Phonics. When Dirty Phonics were four guys. Yeah. And word, they, that's dope. And they came and they came to Puerto Rico like four fucking times in the same year because everybody fucking loved Dirty Phonics. That's when, you know, I was listening to Dubset and, and I was getting involved with it. But me starting producing Dubset overall wasn't until late 2014, 2015 when I met um, Needy. That's when Word. I, in fact, it's because of Needy that that he actually pushed me to go ahead and try it out. Because I because in a way I was scared. I was scared because it's like, how the fuck you do this? Like, there's so many weird shit that you do here. And house is just simple. House is just melodies, find a nice preset, and 
That's it. That's all she wrote. Yeah. Dubstep is much more complicated. That's it's much more of a, a masterpiece, you know? It's there's so many details and so many things in around it. And then he pushed me into it and helped me learn dubstep in the beginning days and got me, you know, my first collab with my homies Big and Slim. Shout out to those guys, you know? And we hit oh, yeah. We hit that first collab and we released it on EDN.com, which at the time was dubset.net. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great shit, man. That was the glory days. Glory days. And let me tell you, I I fuck, I was so ecstatic because dubset.net had the sickest, sickest tracks I've ever heard in my life back in 2011, 2012, tw although that little era, because that's yeah, yeah. that was like the first introduction of uh, melodic thoughts that overall. That's where AU5 started. It. Fucking Adventure um, Club started with the uh, the remits, you know, the Crave You remits. Fucking, um, yeah, I saw like, like I did, I remember I did some releases too. That was back when if you did like a release with dubstep.net, like. Cause that was also when they hold started doing like the download with follow gates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you, you had released with dubstep.net, like you maybe get like five to ten thousand followers <laughs> on your SoundCloud, like if your shit do good. Cause it's... that's back till kids were like actually like that was before the streaming era had completely yeah. took over. Yeah. Like kids wanted to download songs all the time. Plus, so many kids were DJing, so like that was a huge deal. Like you'd get so many followers from these download gates. Exactly, became dude. That was like the era for me because that's where I found about ISO, I found Fractal, I found on uh, Party Ghost, Spook. At that time, bro. Um, yeah, I remember Five and Fractal. Like, I mean, I still see AU Five doing shit. I think Fractal wrapped it up at some point, but I remember those two guys. I also played with AU Five. Both years you played right after me. Yo, that's fire. But AU5, I like said all the time, I'm sure he's even better now, but he was always like hands down best producer I'd ever heard. Like his mix downs, his sound design, his melody. He was, his shit was on some shit. I've never heard nobody making music like him. So shouts out. Shouts Austin. He's a really nice dude. It's always nice when I do get to run into him. Wholesome person. Yes. He yeah, is he's a still killing it. Still killing it because um he also like the smartest fucking dude on the earth, I swear. Like when you see him do videos talking about production or back when I was because I when I was coming up a long time, me and him were talking all the time. And I he, I would ask him questions about sound design or whatever. And like, he was just on some shit. Like dog, next level. Dog, like I like I've I've uh, I was able to be a beta taster for one of his um his masterclass with Donation. Shout out to Wyatt for that. You know, thanks to him. I, I was just beta testing to see how it goes, see how it is. You know, he gave me the full access to one of his masterclasses. I think I forgot what was the song. It was a song he released not too long ago, uh, last year. Yo, the way he explained every single one of them and when he was creating it, I was just like, what the fuck this is gold shit this is like yeah. a gold mine it's like i'm literally eating up everything he's telling me i'm dude not too long ago the whole odd profit twitter shit you know the i don't know if you noticed that the the, the, the he was 
that he was complaining about the super sauce. Ah, uh, start learning new some sound design instead of super sauce. Yeah, that's that's odd profit though. That man is consistently stirring shit up on Twitter. He's oh, for no, for no reason, for no reason at all. Fucking with people. That's just his thing. But hey, it gets yeah, people to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, he's a wicked producer. I think it's funny the amount of fucking shit he be saying on that app because I don't give a fuck. I'm not taking any anything personally. I think he's maybe he likes the reaction or he's genuinely he kind of seemed like oh I was just saying that I think he like genuinely seems like he like all the shit he be tweeting like it seemed legit to me. That seems like that's the kind of guy he is. He does not give a fuck. So I mean, I think I feel I think it's funny. I feel like he's a little bit of both. Like he, like he actually is like that. That doesn't give a fuck. But at the same time, he's strategic and and smart on knowing when to say this type of stuff and cause like, okay, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like he's a mastermind. Like he he knew exactly what he was getting into because, like I said, everybody was talking about him, whether it was good or bad. It don't matter. You're talking about him. Algorithms are just gonna point it out to you, and now people are just gonna start listening to you even more and getting more people to agree with you or disagree with you. It's just, it just starts to pop. It just opens up uh, Pandora's box overall and say, well, I embrace anything that comes right now. That's how he is. But I have the privilege to talk to him a few times and especially um, during uh, some feedback sessions and, um, and teaching people like how to, how to do certain things and whatnot. And yeah, he's that type of guy. He, he'll tell you straight up like, dude, like it, Get original, like for real. Like this is not original. Like do something that's completely different. Like I don't want to hear any presets. Like I want to hear something original and shit. I, that's not me. It, it was telling to others, to other people that I know. I was just like, whoa. Like, and you know what? I fuck with it. I fuck with it. The fact that he's at least blunt and honest about it. But at the same time, I feel like there's better ways to be blunt and honest about it. You don't have to be like cussing somebody out. You know. But, yeah, but that that's just him, you know. I mean, uh, he he found his formula. He knows what he's doing. But even the circling back, like AU five Austin with the whole debacle, he actually produced a super saw chord on his YouTube channel, and that shit blew the fuck up. Like he says, like, oh, if you got Ableton and you and all you need is super saw, you know, this is all you need, and blah. In ten minutes, you can do this super saw. Slap it on every project you got if you're doing saw chords and shit or what that. And I saw it. I was just like, dude, how the hell? How? 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 You, how? How you find out about this? How you did this? What are you doing? Yeah, he's great. Austin, Austin been he's just a wizard with that shit. Like, yeah. But oh, good old times. But that's, you know, that's the times in which I started taking that step more seriously and after that first release i feel like i had to like okay i proved myself i did something now i have to like prove it that i'm still part of it and then if you see if you check out my soundcloud you can see like there's like so much music in there that like i even i can personally tell you is like half of the shit that i made is whack as fuck i was like i don't know what the hell was i thinking when i did this but but I don't regret it and I'm proud of it because it just shows you my trajectory to see how how much I improved to where I am right now, where right now, anything that I do right now is original to the teeth. Well, there's no T on the original. 
You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, everything yeah. is original. The sound design is original. Like I can, and it circles back to the whole resampling that I keep telling people is like, yo, if you guys want to sound unique to your sounds and not sound like anything else or anyone else, resample. Resample the fuck out of any sound. Like it doesn't have to be, like you don't have to create the 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 wildest shit ever. But if you manage to destroy the original sound and it doesn't sound like anything like the original and it still sounds dope, then you fucking did it. You just need to use that sound and just kill it, you know. And that's exactly what I did with any project that I'm currently doing. Well, right now I'm stop because. I got too many interviews that I'm in that I'm interviewing and I'm editing, especially this one. I'm way fall behind on the editing possibly. Again, I'm one man army. But I do say, like, once I'm all caught up, I do want to continue working on my EP, which is like, I feel like it's gonna be like the most Wilson you could ever hear about. Like you can see like how much I've progressed for what I want for what I started to where I am. And and the whole concept, I I, I call it the uh, like the show Lone Wolf EP, but the concept of the EP itself is goes beyond that because half of the songs of the EP are all happy melodic stuff, and then the other half is like hard, nasty, gnarly shit, and then the whole artwork that I'm planning is like half. I don't know what I still don't know what it is. Of the artwork, but I know that half of it is all white and the other half is all dark. Just to show you like hope and despair, pain and and like joy, suffering and what was the other? I, I'm sorry. Hold on. I, I, I had it right here in my notes because it was just like something I was so proud of. Yeah, it was pain and pleasure because I always go about. What's the opposite of one thing? What's the opposite of hope? Despair. What's the opposite of despair? Hope. So you actually, you can actually read about it. The whole EP is more of a storytelling that you can see how much I was in pain into how much shit I was dealing to the point where I am hopeful and I'm happy. And now I'm this. So the whole EP is a, as a like, I see it as if like this is some Lord of the Rings type shit, from beginning to end. This is what's happening, and here are the Durings, and that's the vision I'm having with it. And I cannot, yeah, I cannot, I cannot wait until I I finish editing all these interviews because I got like twenty interviews. I mean twenty, yeah, twenty interviews that I have to edit. Sheesh. Yeah, I'm 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 blessed, man. I'm just happy and blessed that I managed to get these um. I'm happy and blessed that I was able to get people over to the show and they say, yeah, I'm down to it and have a sit down with me. I am always grateful and appreciative of everyone that sits in front of me in the screen. It's just, you know, it's it's there's no better feeling than that, honestly. And I never intended to start the podcast to be like this. I intended this, the podcast to be like, let me do this on my own. Let me just give my thoughts, you know. Talk about my experience, talk about, you know, what's going on, this and that. And somehow halfway there, it just worked out and became this whole interview conversation with people, you know. And the cool thing about it is like I met so many people from different backgrounds, you know, from different states, different countries, people who are dope 
producers from Greece, from Czech Republic, fucking France, Spain, here in the States, here in Canada, you know, like here in South Florida. Like I met so many people and I'm still, still getting people to come over, man. And I'm just happy to it to have these conversations with everyone. It's the greatest joy ever. One thing that um, Mark Tengrefs asked me in our last interview, he he asked me this question, which is I was like, wow, that was actually a good one to for him to ask me. And he says, like, if you were able to quit right now with the podcast, would you be satisfied about it? Would you be happy about it? Or would you keep it going? And I gave him, that's a very complex answer to give you because you know what? I'll be happy to quit the podcast right now because I actually succeeded my mission. I'm helping somebody, helping the local people, helping somebody to get to somewhere. I became the bridge, the voice for that person. I can say, you know what? I did something good. I'm happy that I did it. But I do not want to stop because I want to continue helping people out, give them the voice that they deserve, that they should be. You know, they should be. If they put in the word, they, they should have that, you know? Hell was, yeah. And that's how I'm l- l- viewing it, you know? So I'm always grateful for the fact that, you know, people who sit down and start having conversations with me, and man, I'm grateful and I'm appreciative. And I always want to say that. And I want you to always know that, you know, I'm very grateful and happy that we were able to sit down, man. Oh, hell yeah, man. No, I appreciate I appreciate you having me. Yeah. It's, it's great, man. We're still far from being over from this conversation, actually. <laughs> actually, we're just getting a little bit more started now. Now we're getting some fire grills on it. You know, the gears shift out. And there's some things that I always eager to ask you about that, I, you know, someone that's been in the scene a long time. I feel like a lot of people will take notes about some of the stuff and they should coming from someone from your perspective now. One of the things that I do want to ask you is uh, when it comes to when you when you finish your projects and you decide, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna release this. What are the like the first thoughts that am I releasing this independently or am I sending this to a demo? Like, what am I doing with this song? Yeah, I barely like I hardly be working with right now. I didn't feel like the last two years like. I've done the label thing. Like <clears throat> I work with some really great labels with really trash labels. Mm. Most of them, I did not like the way they ran. So, um, yeah, I just started doing all my own shit, like independently. And I mean, obviously like some labels are great for a lot of different reasons, but, um, a lot of the time when you're working with them, you also end up giving up a lot of, you know, shit, mm. like never mind a percentage of royalties and shit, but you all, potentially giving up a bunch of like creative control with like the record itself or, you know, other parts of the project. Maybe you want to do some visual concept or something and they can basically. So, I mean, I just got to a point where I was like, Fuck. I don't like this. I'm yeah. about to just do this myself. So. Yeah. And you get all 100% of your shit. It's all yours. Yeah, exactly. something, yeah. something that people don't really do not comprehend. Like, they literally do not understand what it is to actually own your masters and own total creative control of your music. Yeah, that was great. I mean, that's the best. 
Now, would you recommend somebody to like, yo, like you're releasing some some hot shit, like it's like, damn, it's fire. Would you recommend them like go ahead and release it independently, or you should send demos to the labels? I mean, everybody's situation, every song is going to be different. So if it makes sense at the time for you, like if you're an artist fan base, but the labels got ears, obviously that's a great thing. Like if you're cool to do whatever they're looking for, like to do that, then that obviously for your situation, that's great. If you're already popping and like a label approaches you and you look at it as like, I'm not really sold on what they're offering and I'm already Obviously, I'm going to recommend keep doing your own thing. At that point, like if you're already killing shit and the label's approaching you, it's probably just because they're trying to have a bite of what you've already got. I mean, it's rare these days that, I mean, you still do see it. Honestly, a lot of like bass music known for, you know, they definitely put a lot of smaller people on and risks with signings and shit. But also a lot of other bigger labels and stuff. Even when you get outside of dance music, like you see so many kids blowing up completely by themselves now through like whatever else and they'll already like they'll grow these fucking huge incredibly loyal fan bases completely themselves and then you'll you know rather than these labels actually fucking with what they're doing mm. like from the get-go like now they're coming in and they're being like yo we think we should work because like you're already killing shit we know it's gonna continue to kill shit but like it's a, it's rare to see you know artists or or like managers and shit start with somebody right now who's got jack shit for following or numbers, but they're like, yo, I like, I'm not trying to take a bite of what you got going on because shit going on right now, but I'm still gonna either sign you and put you like I believe in what you're doing for what you're doing, not because mm. not because you're making money or whatever. That's how you know like. You got the right hands in your pockets kind of thing. That's actually a good way to look at it. Um, I'm very, very, very not. I'm not anti-label. I just I, I'm I just it's the fact that I know how labels run and I know A&Rs and I know how they work. I just encourage people not to not to make your dream to be on a label. Maybe a goal, maybe it's something, you know, like an achievement, like, oh, I did it here. But it shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, the one thing I'm going to do it once. Because once you get there and yeah, and I always tell people is like, dude, like, I know how these labels run now. And excuse me, nowadays, now it's just even harder to get on a label. People say that it's much e it's easier. Yeah, it's easier if you if you said it like you said it, if you have a strong social media pool, you have a strong sense. You have a lot of people liking and commenting all your shit. Obviously, labels will take advantage of it and they'll take a notice of it and say, hey, you got any songs? Hey, come over and send it over. But obviously, because they want some of some of your fans to their fans. You know, they just want a piece of you to hear, you know, oh, yeah, for sure. And that's why I always tell people is like, yo, like you shouldn't be looking for people. People should be looking at you. That's whether whether you whether it's um look if if you need a if you need a team like a manager an agent a a publicist or a label like you shouldn't be looking out for them you know you, you should they should be looking at you because if they feel like holy shit you're making moves that they should come to you you shouldn't have to prove them like oh yeah I can actually do that because it's not a risk that 
they're willing to take at the moment. They yeah. they kind of want something that's already on a a package deal. Like they want everything all in one package. Like you got everything. That's all we need. You know, and we take it from there. They're done with the whole. You know, they're done with the whole. Um, yeah, I need to build your career. Need to build you up. Need to do this and that. Like, nah, they 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 need stuff like this. Like, we need this right now. You know, if you're not selling shit, if you're not moving shit, we're, we're not interested. That's why I tell people is like, don't waste your time on sending demos to these labels. It's you know, like, it shouldn't be like that. And most of the time, when you send late demos to these labels, on they usually go to the spam folder. Yeah, it can't be like that. I stopped doing that shit years ago. I'm not really stressing about that. Mm -hmm. And now, and now you're releasing all your music independently, and you're getting great results, and people still want to fuck with you even more. You know, and I'm pretty sure that labels uh, to to this day they're still trying to hit you up, say, "Yo, yeah, you want to release some here and there." Honestly, I feel like that kind of I just kind of stopped replying to all that shit and like, mm -hmm. shit out, and especially like since I've been doing a lot of like different not dubstep things like right i don't really have like these labels be hitting me up for shit anymore like most people know i'll be doing my own thing that's dope man so when you actually do release a song of yours like how how does it work like what is the plan it's like okay i got a date what is it that i gotta do before the release of it uh i just do my normal shit like once it's off to district stuff well i i that point i've already got like the artwork and stuff done up so you know it's just kind of the process of there's really not that much shit just get artwork done really so you just you don't do much of the marketing plan you just like you know hey here's something that's coming up this date and that's oh, it no, no, well yeah I, I get the artwork and shit done first but then i just kind of figure out whatever kind of role and whatever you know if i want to do any type of visual um i still be doing them now just kind of decide exactly what I want the whole rollout to be type thing. Lock all that shit down. I mean, I still also notice a lot of promo and shit mm. on SoundCloud and like Spotify and stuff. So I don't have to stress as much about that shit. But then I just do all the like video and social shit. All yeah. And then just wow. kind of go from there. So that's but I'm also like, I do that shit all completely myself. Yeah, that that that's amazing. That's amazing. It's a blessing that you're that you can still like just say, hey, I'm dropping something and everybody's going to be like, holy shit, we can't wait. Like, holy shit. And everybody's going to listen to it. Everybody's going to stop their, stop what they're doing and going to listen to it. That's great, man. Because a, a lot of artists, like especially up they feel like, oh, man, I need to do a whole planning schedule and I need to plan what am I doing? What the visually a video I need to give teases, good this and that. You just like, don't don't put that much fun. You're just like, hey, I'm releasing this and there you go. Well, I, st I still do all that shit. Like I just, it's just kind of just become so normal that it's just like, mm. I kind of throw in the calendar, decide whatever needs to be done. But yeah, there's always, you know, how you use it and how you work it in the, like, I mean, back when touring was the thing, like if you want to you know, tour around a song or an EP or something, how to kind of brand that to her around that type shit. But I just, I just been on the internet for a really long time. It's like, yeah, I wasn't really always wanting to hit other people up to figure out how to do shit. So I just figured out a lot of this stuff, like I would just from being on the internet, but yeah. 
And and how long does it actually take you to to finish a project of yours? You know, uh, I have, I have no idea. I mean, I'd be like working on so much different shit now. It's like mm-hmm. I haven't sat down and written a dub like a start to finish dubstep track in I don't know. It's been like months now. Like I've done some like collabs and shit, but um, I mean, I can like when I when I'm like really on it, like I get a being in the booth and like recording and shit, right. and like working with other producers and shit. But like, if I'm having a good day, I can do. Yeah, I can do like three songs in a day if I'm like if I'm recording shit, like full decent, like full ideas. Like some mornings, if I get up and like go fuck around on my phone, I can get songs done before lunch type thing. But I mean, some days also I don't get anything done, and then mm. that one day comes like two weeks where you don't get shit done. I mean, if I'm if I'm like on it, I can like really focus and write songs quickly whether it's like because i was even kind of quick making like dubstep tracks before as well right. but all kind of depends on like where my head's at if i'm able to lock it and 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 you and something that you did mention earlier like um that you know during the pandemic time you basically release a single every two weeks like how 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 that shit went about like you like you just like say like all right it's good let's just release it bam for a whole year yeah pretty much i mean like i also like i still got so much finished songs that like i don't know if they'll get a release. Uh, i mean yeah during the pandemic i was just that's all i was doing i was making songs every single day i also like i like thought that i was kind of slower at writing dubstep tracks well i know i was because like i would finish a song but then i spend like <clears throat> two three months like fucking with the mix down because like i was always stressing on my mix downs um so i was like okay well that's not gonna be the move so i would always mm-hmm. like I'm, i would always write just like a fuckload of like half songs like an intro and then 16 bars of a drop and i just like hit up all my homies be like yo gonna who wants to collab and they'd be like yeah i do i just send a playlist and be like Pick one, like you have more than half a song, just finish it. Like, I don't need to go back and forth nonstop. Like, let's just make songs. So I would send like 10 of these out at a time. So I'd be like at home working on one solo track, but I would also have like 10 of my homies working on collabs and shit. Mm -hmm. So I just always had like, I always had so much shit like that. If I wasn't finishing, I had someone else. I could whip up like good ideas relatively quickly relatively consistently i just wouldn't finish them so i always thought my homies mixed up shit were better too so i'm here like you finish this one use as much of it as you want yeah crazy no so that was i mean that helped a lot with how quickly i could put out music every two weeks also like some of the hip-hop songs if i wasn't producing like not taking me as long but yeah i put out a fuck ton of music and were you always a vocalist? Like, were you always like into vocals and, and shit? No, no. That's always like what I wanted to do like, since I was a little kid. But like, I never did it because I was always like fucking scared of that shit. Right. So I never learned how to do it. I just started doing it right at the start. Right. And then it's like, I really enjoy it now more than like being in the production side of things. I still really like both of them, but I get more out of the out of the vocal side of shit. No, I feel, I feel it. I feel the energy, you know, when you throw down the vocals. Like, I feel like how passionate. Like, maybe I'm talking shit about it, but I know that song that we collaborated, like, when when I heard you for the first time, because I never thought you were even a vocalist. I didn't even knew you. that was a fame about you. 
And when I heard you for the first time, I was just like blown the fuck away. I, dude, the whole the whole verses, the chorus, it's literally stuck in my head. <clears throat> like I oh, literally yeah. hum it and sing it all the t- all the time. Even when I don't listen to song, it's like I that shit is so catchy. And it's so fun. Like, it's so upbeat. It's so happy. That's just like, I love it, bro. It's like, like, this is something that I'm looking forward to seeing you do a lot more in your future projects. Hell yeah. I'm glad you like that song. That was, that was like, also, thanks for liking my vocals. Cause a lot of them were like hitting me. Cause I'm kind of like, I don't know. My vocals are like weird mix of kind of like mm. pop punk and yeah. like, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. So like, it's not. It's not like the normal shit kids are used to be hearing on dubstep. So like a lot of kids like it. A lot that song that you're talking about, the collab with Mantic yeah. and yourself and then me on vocals. That shit was fun. That was like I wrote that shit like literally like five minutes. I remember Ryan was and I also hadn't been able to write right. two days. I remember that was when me and Ryan were both of us. We were like down horrendous. So I hop on Discord and Mantic was the only one on here. I was like, what's up? It was like, it was like seven in the morning or something. And we just both couldn't sleep. So I was like, what's good? How are you? He was like, I'm shitty. I was like, okay, cool. Me too. He was like, yeah, okay. Do you want to hear this song I'm working on with homie? You obviously. And he played it for me and he was like, I don't even think I let the drop hit. I just like asked him, oh, you know, I had an idea. He was like, sure, I'll send you a download. So like, I think before I even took the download off this computer, I had written verse already and the verse was also like kind of like a little jab at ryan because he was like going through a bunch of <laughs> but like i was also like going through some very simple shit at the time so it was like real easy yeah but then i like yeah i recorded it real quick sent him an idea i was like if you right away he was like yo definitely send it and then i thought that was about to be it but then later that night it, yeah it was like four in the morning so it was like less than 24 hours later but I just couldn't sleep again and he was on Discord again. Mm. And he was like, yo, can you do me another verse? And I just did another one like again, like just so quick. I think I wrote that one again in like five just because whatever reason, like <clears throat> the melody that you guys had already that, that was it that like was able to click for me that day. And I was just like, oh, I instantly have an idea of what I could do with this. But I was like auditioning beats. I remember like for like that entire week like over and over again, just listening to shit. And I was like, I got no ideas, like zero for any of these. So that was cool how that one came together. It was fun. No, it was very easy. Definitely a fun one, bro. I, I fucking love it, bro. I, I just cannot wait when, when we have the chance to release it, bro, because it's like, it's something that, you know, it's different. And I feel, and I told this to Ryan, like, I feel like this is a song that only us can play it. This is not a song that anybody could just go ahead and dabble and play it. I mean, they can go ahead and try and try to play in their sets, but I feel like it makes more sense for us to play it around. It makes it much more unique and more exclusive to to our flavor. And it shows them like, you know, we do this as well, you know, and that's just our take of melodic dubstep, you know, and, and it's different, completely different than what you normally will listen to. And I'm happy that we we jump on board on that shit, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just happy. I'm just happy overall, brother. Yeah, that's a fun one. I'm stoked for that one. Absolutely, bro. 
And let me ask you, do you actually have ever done any private tutoring sessions? No. Or any side really, projects? No, I don't be t- tutoring or shit like that. I don't be like, like, bro, I taught myself how to do all this shit myself. So, mm. like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So, if, if you about to pay me money to teach you how to do something, if I was paying for somebody to teach me how to do something, I would expect a better teaching than being like, this is all what I do. I'm not entirely fucking sure why I do it. It's mm. just what I figured out works for me. So I don't feel like I'm like technically, I shouldn't be teaching. If you want to like come kick it casually in the studio or some shit, like, yeah, mm. fucking, and you're my homie. Yeah. But like, I ain't trying to take some kid's money on the internet and like do this just because I do it. I can't right. tell you how or why you should do it or when you should do it, but fucking do your thing. Yeah. But yeah, no, the is no. I did a couple like with cymatics, I would do project file walkthroughs. Mm. So I just for hours, I just opened my whole because then it was like it was chill. I could just straight up be like, this is what I can do. You can see what I did here. Yeah. I don't know why I did this shit. Like I fucked around <laughs> for nine hours and then it sounded good. So yeah. but like I can't be all scientific as fuck with shit. I'm not like, you know, we were saying AU5 who like I can tell you everything there is to know about engineering and like yeah all the, all the buzzwords and all the cool shit like i'll just be like yeah i don't know you want to make my shit i don't know what the fuck i'm doing were, were you definitely part of that whole um uh, cymatics academy shit yeah i did i did those walkthroughs on the academy fm and then i would do like song feedbacks where like kids would send in their shit damn that's and i would fire. be like yo this Sick. And what and what went down like like how did it all started going about say hey we're about to do this whole masterclass for people to hook in and whatnot yeah I remember they just like kind of hit me up right when it kind of took off and then was like it was always so chill they were like do you want to do you want to work for us for a bit and I was like sure I'll do some and I always just like the cymatics dudes like from like I appreciated them putting me on when they did so I was just like yeah I'm down to do this and make a little of money as well. So it was, it was good working with them. Were you able to meet or talk to some of the, some of the people that also work inside matters? Like for example, Kyle company or Wooly Adam. Um, I was always Wayne. like, I was talking to those dudes like before the cymatics shit. Oh really? Yeah. Like those guys were all like, I've been doing this shit a long time. Like I was around way before, you know, the companies and the woolies the and the shit castles. like that. So they came, yeah. they came after me. So like, yeah, like they were all at one point, you know, smaller artists than me, but they obviously are fucking, you know, monsters now. Yeah. I don't really like be frequently in touch with them as much, but they all know, like I've been doing this shit a really long time. Right. Sure, but it's crazy to see like all those dudes be as big as they are now. But, but they all came from icon. Those guys. Yeah, a bunch of them did. I know Kyle went to Icon. I don't think Willie did, but um. But I think um, what's his name? Um, Phase One's name. Fuck, I I keep forgetting his name. Um, I know Lane, Careless Castle. He was re- around that time as well. I don't know that dude. Oh, Lane, uh, Ca- Careless Castle. Um, he was um a dare. Careless Castle. Oh, a dare. Yeah. Oh we, yeah, yeah. Because he has a yeah. new name called Careless Castle. Oh, that's right. He did do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Adair was sick. Yeah, yeah, I used to talk to him all the time. He was a great. He was making great music. He did all the cinematic shit too for a little bit. 
Yeah, he he actually offense to Nady. Uh, he hooked me up with uh, with Lane, and he actually teach me a little, uh, more about mixing and mastering and sound design and all that shit. I was just like very grateful to all the stuff that he has ever done to me. So I was just like, yo, like like I. My 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 level was like right here, and you just took it like right here. I mean, thanks to him, I managed to get another release on Dubset.net on my own. Oh hell yeah! So that was like a huge accomplishment for me as well, and I was just like yeah, grateful. No that it was you know dope dope. What has there any been like a favorite project that you've ever worked with that you say like holy shit that this was by far my favorite one. That I've ever done up to now? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I got a few like things for different reasons. My probably like my favorite release in terms of like, or just some shit that like I'm really proud of is mm -hmm. uh, like if you hit my Spotify, my like big or just anywhere, my biggest song account. Right. Um, that that one for me is like is just like one of my biggest w's i feel like for a bunch of reasons because um first of all like that song was done just me and rico had been homies for a while mm. uh we have met we have met a couple times right. i met him when i played with spag Hetty at minneapolis Oof. and i also met him another time we had met a couple times rl he had always been like really good right I also don't really be like vibing with that many people on like a good level. Mm -hmm. Kicked it. He was always like real as fuck. Uh, so then like when I did hit him up to do, yeah, dude, like we've been homies for a minute. We did the record. Um, it was supposed to go on my EP at the time because I was in a video. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to go with this project. Uh, the label ended up like passing on the entire project. They were like, oh, damn. But they don't like any of these. And like, we're gonna drop you from the label deal. So I was like, really What? fucking bummed at the time. And I ended up like scrapping the entire project, except this one with Rico. I was like, yo, I really think this is like song will do well. Like, I really think mm -hmm. it was also like, I'd been doing pretty much nonstop dubstep, but I was right. uh, like a mid tempo track because I haven't done this in forever. And I remember like, I was out at dinner and I was like, I listened to Reptile by Skrillex on the way there. And I was Whoa. like, man, I like, I used to love this shit so much. I'm gonna go home and make a song like this. Like if you listen to Reptile and then yeah. you'll hear there's like very much an influence from there. But, um, so yeah, me and Rico did this song and I was like, yo, the label passed on, which fucking sucks. But like, you still down to do this? Like, fuck it. I don't like, I think this will do well. And then we put it out and it's still like, I think it's got almost like 5 million, got almost five streams now on Spotify. Yo. Really, like it really did just like crazy well. Like the amount of people who just know me from that song, like, and like there was zero bullshit on any of it. Like, which is like my favorite part about it. Like it was a record that was done, like not because, you know, it was like, oh, this guy's popping or like, this will be mm -hmm. a good look or for any reason right it was like we were legitimately like two homies that fucked with each other and then like we also just like there was no bullshit with splits or mm -hmm. no shit we was like yo this is we're doing this 50 50 like there's no like fucking around with like whose name is whatever like we yeah if and rico act like it was a 
full collab thing, 50-50 split, like everything. Nobody's getting fucked around here. Right. So it was just like, it was just really, I mean, it still is. I'm still happy that that's just like one of my, or no, definitely like the best release I've ever done was a completely like independent after the label was like, no, I don't think that this is going to do well. And it was like, it was with like my dude who's like, like we still be real as fuck with each other. And he like, he's getting his money. There's no, there was no susness with the release, which like, so that shit, that's the kind of shit that I like doing, like making shit with my friends for the right reasons and then having to do. That's dope, bro. That's fucking dope to hear that, man. I'm happy for for you. And, and obviously, I'm happy to hear that it all turned out the way it's supposed to be. You know, it all worked out. It all worked out because that's the universe itself was telling you like, dude, just do it, you guys, because this is how it is. And it's going to work out and bam, dude. Action speed louder than the words, man. It tells you right there. Um, and and when and because you were so passionate about this project itself, I'm very curious to how was your creative process in, in doing these type of projects that you do on a regular basis. I mean, so many songs are done differently for that specific song. Like, mm. I dead ass remember, like I left dinner when I sat down there. I was like, "Y'all want to make a song?" Kind of like reptile when I get home. Yeah. So I left. I'm pretty sure I wrote the entire idea of it that night. And I sent it to Rico and was like, Hey, like are you down to do Yo, sure. Like, and he also like, he only had one thing to knock out. So I think he got me vocals within like a week or something, which is normally even like dudes be fucking taking forever with that shit. So that specific song, like we had a rap pretty quickly, which was great. This shit be happening to me all the time now. Like there's dudes who like, I sent vocals to back in August mm. year and they're like, I'm like, yo, are we working on this song? Like, or what? Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. into it. Busy, which is cool. I get it. Like everybody be busy, but that also like, that really does kill a lot of like the whole I, process. Yeah. For me. Like there's nothing like, and I also like, I love working with people over the internet and shit. That's cool. But like, there's nothing better than like, and you can do it like over a screen as well, but like working with someone and like you work on it and it gets like done, like in that moment rather than like between a string of eight emails. Like if you're actually like together, like whether it's over the screen, but like, or like two dudes in the studio or like you got shorty over in the studio, you're recording some shit. Like you actually do that shit like in real time and it like gets worked on in real time. Like, that's my favorite shit. When you like, when you actually just be straight vibing back and forth with people yes. like in that, yes. I mean, but like, again, it's great. Some people don't like working that way. They prefer the like back and forth. So sure. Whatever. But for me, like that shit, or even if it's just like a quick process of like mm-hmm. a span of three days where it's like back and forth, you send somebody something, there's still like that quick excitement and like, you know, like I said, that moment, whether that's like a few days, it's just like, you know, you had that period of time where like you were so angry. You were like, yeah. okay, like, let's go. Like this shit is turning out fucking sick. Like, let's get it. Go- let's get it done. See that. That was my, one of my biggest gripes where it comes to collaborating with people. I ha- I've sent so many projects to so many people, including people that we know in the industry established and, Bro, it, it's ridiculous that I have to wait for them for a month or two, 
you know, say, yo, like, has anything done? Like, are you working? I know you're busy, but, you know, I was excited for this because you pulled me out because you heard the song. You say you want to work on it. Then I'm like, all right, then work on it. Don't just put me in the back burner and decide when to. And I hate when they, when they dumb that to me. That is like, I'm not collaborating with anybody anymore, you know, until Mantic show up out of the nowhere and say, like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And three days later, boom, he has the song. I'm like, all right, rest- Faith in humanity has been restored on me. I'm only going to yeah. send collapse on him and him only. And and you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only sending it to you guys because you're the only guy, you're the only people that are actually like, boom, I already, I already did my part. Oh, okay, shit. Let, let me just do my part as well. I, can ju- yeah. I don't have to worry about like in a week or a month to hear you guys back and say, hey, you know, here's the... Here's the collab or like, oh, yeah, I forgot we had a collab. No, I don't have to worry about it. That's why like, yeah, bro, I totally feel you, bro. And I hate it because that also kills the vibes there. And because of it, I pull out some of those projects and say like, all right, I don't know when I'm releasing this. Honestly, I don't know what. But you know what? I'm finishing it. I'm finishing it because I ain't, I ain't not going to wait for somebody to decide when to actually work on it and it's like all right let's let's do something it's like nah you you miss your your opportunity bro i'm i'm all in on this one yeah i used to get like really annoyed with it but now i just like i get it i just like for me personally i just right i do love when it you know there is mm. that like quick you know back and forth or some type of like you're feeding off each other like in that real time but yeah. i do get it too like sometimes a song comes yo hell yeah we really did that shit i just like for me i prefer when it does and i've been on the other end of that too like i've been like late getting to shit as well mm. so it's just great when those opportunities do like happen yeah for me like i love that shit i love having someone in the studio like to work on something with me like i'll take that shit over the internet any day that's fucking dope that's to me it's dope. a lot you're gonna get a lot better project if Something. I agree. Down in the room, and you can just fuck around for an hour. Yeah. Hey, like let's do some shit. I agree, bro. Now you did mention that you sometimes had um writer's block. I was actually gonna ask, like, do you actually believe in writer's block? Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, anyways, it's a pretty simple concept. Mm-hmm. I'm either on or I'm not on. I mean, most of the time is like I can usually like write like lyrics and shit but like as far as just like wanting to or like recording and stuff or like these or it's very much a you know it just it just happens for me no reason why and i also don't have except just take a break for a bit like shit just happens for anybody who's creative unfortunately some people are incredibly blessed and that shit just don't happen to them they just yeah you know bowl of ideas and creativity which is great but um you know some people just i feel like it's normal to hit blocks and be be not able to do shit i just don't know how those people are managed to do it like if i do hit writer's block it's like gg man (laughs) this is like like i i don't see you until next time when i see i see you when i see you you know but i do always see people that actually tell me is like oh just you know do something different like if you're having a writer block with dubstep um do trap 
or do house or do a, another genre that's not dubstep and that actually helps you out organize your samples organize your yeah. your your shit you know like um sound design for a bit just like do a little bit of you know sound designing that actually helps to um listen to f different feedbacks or you know if not then step away from it and then just do something that you would normally will do on a regular basis like go out of the movie theaters go hang out or or play a little bit of video games or shit like that you know something that takes your mind off and then bam once you got it you got it you know let me let me ask you this and This is something that it may be a little bit controversial, but because you are a great sound designer, I need to ask you this. When it comes to sound design, do you believe it's a luxury or a necessity? Um, I feel like it's neither of those things, really. I feel like it's a, I mean, whether you want a sound design or not, shit don't matter. I've seen this deb debate recently on Twitter. Really? And it's something I've never really given a fuck about. I feel like, Obviously, dubstep is an incredibly like Heavy sound sounded. design yeah. focused thing. But whether what did you say the options were luxury or or a you believe for it's a luxury or a necessity when you're sound designing? Well, I mean, okay, I guess it is like yeah. I mean, your song gotta have sound design, but as far as luxury go, I feel like yeah, I take my answer back. I'd be just, I'd be just, I'd be just high as shit. <laughs> 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 it's it's definitely necessary i feel like if your song got no sound that shit ain't gonna be good or are you more so talking about like the process from a producer standpoint with I, sound design i say i say it with the process of a producer standpoint you know oh, because okay. well, then, I, mean, i mean do whatever you want to do it all depends like what you're down like everyone else then grab a splice sample pack don't change a fucking thing about And put your songs out like mm. if that makes you happy if that's what you're going for do your thing you know if you want to if you want to have a huge impact on this scene and be like the two like very like clearly can, you can't mistake their sound design for anybody else then maybe don't go that route and like you know learn the ins and outs right. on how to make like this really cool unique sounding shit yeah but if that's what you want to do then take that route but also if you you know if You can still make a great song without it having the craziest dubstep sound design you've ever heard in your entire life. Right. But that's also just kind of like a debate. I've never really like, I try to stay out of shit like that. Cause like I just be listening to shit mm -hmm. and if it sounds good, it sounds good. And like, I kind of like, if I hear a sample from a pack or some shit, mm. I'm never, ever, ever going to think any type of way about that. Like, I'll be like, this song sounds great. If I've heard this sample on a million other songs, it still sound great right now. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if they made that two second thing. I don't care. And if someone's like, yo, his music's amazing. Like I heard he mostly uses samples. I'll be like, I don't, I don't care. I like, I really try to remove myself from like Before being that. the producer all the time. I'll be like, yeah. I don't care how he made that. Like if shit sound great, I love that shit. Like it's all good. And I did like all my own sound design and shit. So like I was that guy who never used samples ever, but like, I don't give a fuck. Do your thing. Really like make some shit, make some music. That's if it starts popping off or like you start going viral just from using samples or whatever. Yeah. That's good for you. Like impressive. I don't care. Like shit. There is no right or wrong with this, at, with this question. There's no, no, no right or wrong answer. 
honestly. And I ask this on every everyone because everybody has a different answer, a different opinion about it. And I don't push back on it. I was like, yeah. The only thing I will say as a producer, I always want to make sure that my stuff sounds original as much as possible or at least at least my sound doesn't associate or resembles to another established artist like for example if i do if i slap a virtual riot sample you know and slap it and it sounds dope everybody fucks with it people listen to it hey they fuck with it but it's like ah huh, but it kind of reminds me of virtual riot see that's not yeah. what i'm trying to aim at like I'm not trying to sound like virtual right I'm trying to sound like Wolfson like I don't want you to associate with yeah, exactly. me with someone else I want you to associate me with just me and because it's like oh shit Wolfson did this naughty shit so in that uh, in that same concept if I take a virtual riot sample and I reshape it resound it resample it and put a lot of shit that I destroyed the original sound and make it sound even bigger and doper. Yeah. That's where people will be like, oh, wait a minute. Who does this sound like? Like, it doesn't sound like anybody. It doesn't sound like a virtual, right? It sounds like, damn, this guy did the most original shit ever. So I don't feel like it's a necessity in the fact that it should be the first thing you should learn. Like, I feel like as a producer, you should know how to song structure is your number one. Mixing, mastering, and then probably sound designing. Probably music theory should be in between one of those because definitely you need to have a good ears and good scales on the notes because if not, you'll be hitting the wrong notes and you'll be like, what the fuck is this? You know, like something's up out of this. But I feel like it should be there. It shouldn't be. It, I don't feel it's a luxury, but a lot of house producers says this a lot, that it's not a luxury. It's, it's a luxury for them because they're house guys. Like they don't actually... Really, their projects is not more about sound design. They're more about presets and plucky sounds and chords, you know, and melodies. And then the bass, if the bass sounds dope, then, you know, that's what it is. And the bass is always the same bass. It's always a sine wave, you know, and they just, you know, change the patterns or wobble or add little effects. And that's what it is, you know? So, like, yeah, I'll see you. Like I'm, I mean, I'm in that point of view. You know, that's my point of view when it comes to sound design. You know, like I don't feel, I don't feel it's really a necessity that it's the first thing. But at the same time, as a bass producer, it may be different from other genres. As a bass producer, you should definitely consider it as one of your top priorities because it's the only way for you to stand out from others. It's the only way for you to be different and have something like unique from others. And it, and it, hey, like throw a sample, that's fine. Like you can put a, you can chop a sample and put it here in the first growl and shit. Like, and it was, it sounds dope. It sounds dope. Fucking go. Congratulations. Do it. You know? But I do appreciate more originality above anything else, you know? Even though if it sounds dope, it sounds dope. But I do appreciate yeah. more the originality. Like, at least I at least demonstrate me that you did the work. That you didn't half ass it. That you actually, like, put in the time and you actually did some the gnarliest shit ever, you know? And that you like, all right, I did this, you know? That's what I said about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We got few more questions and we can wrap this up right here my man gang 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 
So this actually is, I don't know if anybody has ever asked you this, but I'm going to ask you this. Uh, that was, what was it? I took that from a movie back in like 11. Really? Perks of being a wallflower. Yeah. It was just like, they use that. They use that word. There's like a line in that movie that I really. What was that movie again? Perks of being a wallflower. God, it's a good yeah it's a book and they made into a movie it's got like emma stone and shit or no not emma stone emma watson um and Whoa. Some other, yeah it's good shit i'll fuck with it oh shit i gotta check that out i've never heard of that yeah it's good so that's where you got the name for it yeah that's what that one it was taken from all right no more bad stories that's all i needed <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a quick, easy one. That was pretty much it. Yeah, I was I was literally expecting some backstory shit because I'm usually used to every person coming over and I ask them the same questions like, why you choose this name? They give me this dope backstory. You're the only one that says like, oh yeah, the moving, that's it. That's- yeah, that's a quick, easy one. There's no crazy story to that shit. That kind of actually sounds like my story. Mine, mine is very simple. I was passing by. I was going on my way to a club with my homie and then there was one of the signs about one of the universities campus that, that are down here and one of them had the name um mdc um wolfson com- campus like like yeah. the actual wolf and the and the like son as a child son so i said oh, myself, yeah. so i said myself i was like oh that's a fucking dope name i want to yeah that's hard i want to name myself wolfson but I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll do a spin. So that way I'm un- unique, unique, you know, um, change the F for a V and then the O for a U. It will still spell the same way. Wolfson, I was born from there. Gang, gang, that's hard. Buzz, buzz. Buzz, uh, booze. <laughs> so up to now, what has been your greatest accomplishment? Mm, greatest accomplishment? Uh I think, I mean, just the fact that I didn't, I don't really have like a single like show moment type thing, but mm-hmm. just the fact that I was able to, I mean, again, I'm still like coming back to like living, yes, you know, as well as I was uh, before the pandemic with this shit. But like when I, when I started doing this shit, like I'd never ever not have a real job and like tour mm-hmm. like consistently and make money from playing shows like all over. States or going to China or some shit. So I was just like, that was my biggest accomplishment, just that I was in a place where right. that shit was happening. So that's still like that's still crazy to me. Like that's fairy tale shit. Anybody who do this music shit gonna have like a million right. they ain't gonna do it. So like anybody who like comes out the other side actually doing it is always gonna be like, fuck. I really did that shit. That's dope. That and it and 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 tell you what, not many people can accomplish that. You know, it's it's very hard for a lot, and to be able to maintain themselves from that, you know, and it's one of the things that makes you happy. At the end of the day, it's your own passion. That passion, yeah, is exactly. what gets you. You know that that it's the old saying. You know, um, you will never you do what makes you happy every day because. When you do something that makes you happy every day, you're not really working. It's just you're doing your thing. That's what it is. So yeah, exactly, so, exactly. It's like yeah, it's. I mean, there's like a, amazing things that come with that. Along, obviously, it's like becomes a lot more stressful, but still, like there's nothing better than right. I mean, like any other job, you know, like there's uh, like there's like 
there's always some gonna be some cool stuff, you know, that you're doing that you will never consider yourself like, oh, I'm I'm in my job, you know, like no, nah, it's just you. And there there are days in which like fucking hey, I'm tired of today. Even though oh, you sure. love doing what you're doing, you're just like fuck. Oh, it happens, you know. It's like there's not such a perfect job, you know, that you're not gonna complain about. Even yeah. even the best ones, even the ones that you love, you're, there's always gonna be something that you're gonna complain about. It's like it happens, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um. So right now, you're you said yourself that you're you're working on an EP right now. So that's what you're currently doing. I uh, know this EP is done. Like this little dubstep oh. EP coming up at the end of the month. That shit's done. It's just a little like little thing. It's two dubstep tracks. Uh, they're Ooh. both collabs. One of them is with Ryan. The other one is with Kenzie Sway. Um, but that was fun because those were two that I had just like I just was in the studio doing production on. Like yeah. they both have no vocals. I haven't done that in like I think over a year. Put out a record that didn't have. It was fun to just bang those out. They were both also I pretty much had completely done, but mm. it just so happened me and Ryan. Oh no, I sent Ryan the demo. And he just, he did the same shit I did to him that with our song. He asked, he was like, yo, can I try something with this? And I was like, yo, we've been meaning to get a, a song together. Cause like I had done vocal, right. but I was like, yo, let's make like a dubstep record. So I just sent him that whole song. He finished it. And then the same thing happened with, uh, with Kenzie Sway, shout out her. She's, she's fire, but we just been, we're talking for a while about working on a song and I think she just hit me up while I was working on this song that I was pretty much finished. But I was like, yo, if you fuck with this, like I'll send you the entire thing stemmed and you can just do whatever yeah. you want with it. Cause yeah, I'd rather like work with you than just put it out myself. So, so yeah, it's just two straight dubstep songs. They're fun. They're cool. They're nothing, you know, they're not going to change the world, but they're too fun. Very like, right. Like old kind of infinite sounding. So I think kids will fuck with them. Fire, bro. Fire. Well, what are you currently doing and what do you hope to accomplish for the future? The biggest thing I'm working on right now, I'm working on my album, which is like not dance music. Um, and that's something I'm working on with with Semi, like Brandon. Yeah. He's, he's, he's producing the whole thing. And it's like all the demos are done. Like I'm done all my shit. Like we got like 25 songs done. Um so now we're in the process of like they're all most of them are still like not fully there but all the ideas are laid out so we're just like we hopped on a call yesterday and we finished five of them Mm. like just kind of locking things into place so me and him are just going back and forth right now um like turning all of those like finished ideas Mm. into actual like full songs and shit which is great it's just him working on here on discord and i just tell him like yo let's try this or let's try this or but it was it was dope i mean i just sent him like for the last we've been working on that for i mean i started i wrote and recorded a bunch of these last summer right but then i hit him up in the fall and was like yo i'm looking for a homie to do it and like are you game and he was like super on board because we had we had already done like an ep together um that was like very dubstep focused so none of these are like these are all just like crazy different shit like mm. i'm having like like i'm really really excited to get it out there and like there's so many different styles and genres and right. on this so and there's just a, like a huge amount of them we're gonna do i think i think i'm trying money for the album and then we're gonna do gonna have another five yo I can't yeah it should be fun i'm excited i can't wait i can't wait 
I can't wait. I know Brendan is fucking dope with his shit, man. So I, I, I can't wait to hear your final project, guys. I really Yeah, can't. I'm really excited. He go crazy with the production. Shout out, Semi. Yes, yeah, Semi. Um, I got one last question and we can wrap it up afterwards. But before I do ask this one last question, is there like anything that you want me if you want to ask me about like is there anything that you're like curious about that you want to uh, tell me or talk to me or ask me or anything honestly man not really you kind of hit like all the shit i was about to ask you like but it kind of mine sounds like you had a lot of the same right so i've stepped out net and like we kind of we rolling with the same homies and shit now yeah plus you answered all the shit about where you're from and stuff so i mean Besides what you got working on, besides your EP, you already told me that. Yeah, I mean, my EP, it's uh, like it's still in the words, still words, but I already have the names of the songs and I already know what angles am I going with it. And I know which song is which, you know, so I already got that in the words. I'll start doing that right after I finish editing all these podcasts. But what I'm currently doing right now, for the most part, is this podcast game because this is what I love the most. You know, I love talking to amazing people like yourself and Brandon and Ryan and others. You know, I love having conversations with you guys. That's what I'm passionate the most. So I'm more happy that I'm doing this than anything else that I've ever done in my life. This is oh, yeah. by far the happiest thing I've ever done, more than making music. And that takes a lot because... I've been DJing for over 15 years, you know, and music is is the the most where I feel the most alive. Every time I yeah. DJ, I feel like, wow, I, I'm I meant to be here. I yeah, meant to real. be here. So so for me to say like I love more podcasting than DJing than making music is it it, it has to come a lot. So yeah. I'm just so happy about this, man. And I'm just looking forward for many, many more conversations with you and with the, with the rest of the gang once more and with many others that I have yet to talk to. We're going to end this with this last question. Let's say that you're walking down the street and all of a sudden a UFO comes out of nowhere and comes to you and say, yo, Infinite, we need your help, man. Because you and only you can help us with, with our cost, man. And you're like, yeah. you're like, all right, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. But he, but he says, but before you go, we don't know how long you're going to be out out there, you know? So before you leave, here's a piece of paper. Write free pieces of advice that you'll give to someone. What are those free pieces of advice? Three pieces of advice? I'm about to leave the planet. Oh, shit. Um, advice. Is this like just general advice? I mean, fuck it. I, I'm going to leave just three things I'm going to tell someone. Like however you want to leave it, whether it's general life advice, music production and advice or. Oh, no. Fuck the last thing I'm about to tell somebody if I'm about to leave this earth. Yeah. I'm about to tell them some shit that's actually important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll tell someone I'll be like, yo, listen up, bucko. Uh, be kind, be kind to people. It's yes. literally the easiest shit in the world. Mm -hmm. Also, every single person for the most, well, no, not every, but, you just have no idea what anybody has got going on. Like mm -hmm. you don't know if, you know, you being kind to them is going to them mm -hmm. like 
that you know their life is not the worst thing in the world. It takes nothing to not be a fucking prick. And like, yes. I see so many times people will choose to just not be half decent. So that's the first thing. Just be kinder. This shit's really easy. Um, second piece of advice. I don't know. Uh, honestly, no. Just don't. It's like nobody's ever going to fully listen to advice because like it's incredibly rare that you can actually do this. But like, mm. don't care what other people think. But that doesn't mean like, don't pretend what other people th- what other people think. But realistically, you know, you obviously do care what everybody thinks. But like, if if I could instill like, if I had a kid or mm. like some shit, the thing that I would instill in them like every single day would be like, like do your thing. But like, as long as you're not hurting anybody, I would drill it into their head how important. Do not give a fuck about what people think. Like. Do shit that you like, do shit that make you happy. Like if you want to be weird as fuck, be weird as fuck. Long as like you good and you know, mm-hmm. do whatever makes you happy. Like, and try to just like, cause if you can build someone up, if you can build up, like yes. enough confidence or just, you kind of just consistently remind them, like, it's cool to do what you want. Like if you, gen- I feel like most people, if they genuinely like just did the things they loved, they would always like become incredibly successful because if they were just driven by like caring about shit that they love and care about rather than like caring about fucking what everyone else thinks. Yes. I'm rambling again, but like, yes, no, no, you're good. Like there's a ton of shit that I don't do because I'm worried about what the internet's going to think or whatever. But if I can give advice to other people, I don't mean that like I take it. Right. But, so be kind of, don't give a fuck about what people think. Um, I don't know. The third one, I guess. It's not really just be kind, but like just kind of go above and beyond to like be there for your people. Like, like legitimately check in with the people who like mm. mean a lot to you. Yeah. Like, like just make more of an effort. Cause I feel like everybody can do that. Make more of an effort to like be there for the people like they're with. Yep. It's super easy to get wrapped up in your own shit. Everyone's got shit going on, but like, I don't know. That's kind of a lame one, but. No, but it's like, good. I'll take it. I'll bet. definitely take it, man. And I'll add, I'll add one out to it. Um, I'll say um, be humble. Be, oh, for sure. Be humble with everything that you have and every opportunity that you, it's ever uh, brought upon. And be humble with everyone else, you know, be, little that people know that being humble will take you farther than you can ever imagine. Just, it goes along with being nice as well. Oh, for not, sure. That's, not, that's always been easy. Just like everybody's a person. There's no reason to treat people like shit. Yeah. They're, they're, how successful you are, what you've done, like whatever. Yeah. That's, they're, they're, just leave that shit. Yeah, bro. Like there's, we have already too much negativity in this world. Like, come on, let, let's, 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 let's just be nice to each other. You know, let's just, let's make a change for once in a while. You know, yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't cost you anything to be nice, you know, at yeah, all. Exactly. Shit's easy. It's easy. Just do it. Practice it. That's it. That's it. Straight up. Straight up. Dude. Thank you so much for coming over to the show. It was an honor and privilege for you to come over and have this chat with me, man. I was looking forward to it, man. And 
bro, it did not disappoint, man. I was just, I'm just overall ecstatic and happy that I was able to finally talk to you face to face. And now we can have uh, much better conversations down the, the, the road. Oh, hell yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. This was love. Of course, man. You're a friend of the show. So obviously, whenever you feel like, hey, we should do another one and let's kick it. Let me know. Yeah. Let's do it. Before we leave, plug yourself out. Let the people know where they can follow you and what they can expect from you in the future. Hell yes. So yeah, you can find me Infinite Music on everything. Um, coming out, I got a bunch of singles and stuff, but the album going to be out later this Yes. And yeah, it's going to be a whole bunch of shit. Lots of music. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I'm excited as well, man. Thank you very much for coming over to the show. And thank you guys for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So always remember to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at youtube.com slash the lone wolf podcast or lone wolf That's lone W O L V pod.com all together when you can check all my latest episodes you can also follow the audio version at soundcloud spotify iHeartRadio, and apple Podcasts at the lone wolf podcast or wolves and music you can check on all those social medias and you can definitely check all the latest episodes comment down below let me hear your thoughts share your experiences if you guys got a certain topic that you want me or Infinite to cover, please let us know in the comments down below. And we'll do our best to talk about it on the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys at the next one. Peace.